start us off, bro. Three, two, one. Brendo, 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 Brendo. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Brendo, Brendo, Chrissy, Crashly, Comedy, Contest, Coaching, Consulting Company. With a guest vocalist. Whose voice was that? It's Mr. Adam Posse. DPFP, right on the pod. We got the PFP on the pod. What are we going to do? We got the PFP on the PFP podcast. Yeah. The PFP squared on the PFP podcast. (laughs) And why is it squared, Mr. Posse? Two years running, I've been Portland's funniest person due to the entire city defaulting to challenge me for the crown last year. And let's be honest, in 2020, we didn't have, we didn't have a worthy (laughs) successor yet. With all apologies to Shane Brendan, my pick for the overall. I didn't mean to say that. I just love him. Actually, my my opinion from the initial way it went down was that Shane should have won that night. Oh, that night? You always say that. No, but it's... Was yours a Scorsese for The Departed? I suspect it. Was it for the body of work? I suspect it. I sincerely do. So one of the judges is now my manager, who I've made to this day zero (laughs) dollars. But, uh, but, um... And I talked to her about it. I was like, who'd you pick? Because, <laughs> like, I know you came at me because apparently you think we could do some business together. But, like, you honestly chose my set over Shane's. And she gave me, like, mm-hmm. an explanation into the intricacies of my joke, right, that I can live with and maybe believe her about. But if I was a judge, I would not. If I was the sole judge of that night, I would not have won the contest. But that being said, I will take that money and all the opportunities it's been, that's been given to me. because Took it. Yeah. Shouts to my manager, Nat Goldberg. There you go. Ooh, a Goldberg. Well, this is Radio Brendo Man. Oh, that's right. Comet Seven Cs. Seven Cs for the contest. Yeah, and that's we're on. We just had night three of the contest, and we had night two on Tuesday. So yes. that's why we have our special correspondent here. That's right. We can't we be were, all of them. We have lives. We, we were, were hosting our own. We were hosting our own four-hour open mic that almost killed me. After one Sookie's mic, I can't believe we're doing it. But briefly. it's good. I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, we we had Portland's Funniest at our first mic. Yeah, where can we go from here? But down. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping the uh, that the the, uh, the lineups will be long enough so that I can make the mic after every. That's the plan. They want us to start at 8 because of a gay runner's group. I don't mean... I wasn't using gay in the pejorative. It's a literally gay runner's group. Yeah. But they they stick to the outside, but they just... They drink so much because they're so thirsty. (laughs) The line gets pretty crazy. It was wild. But this is not a podcast about an open mic at Sookie's, formerly in the basement of a travel lodge, now a Best Western Stay Plus. No one knows. Tuesday nights. This is a podcast about a comedy contest. Contest fever. I have it. Posse, you have you've had contest fever for a while. Now. I always have. I've always been very fond of the contest. Is it your Super Bowl or was it Bridgetown your Super Bowl? Bridgetown was my Super Bowl for sure. Uh, the contest is the closest I've ever been able to get to. I guess feel like Bridgetown. Also, it's the most pressure I've felt being someone who doesn't do this for a living for most of the time, and the pressure's good. It uh, it every year the contest has made the jokes that I do in the contest better. It reminds me of the pressure in a good way of. You don't want to be that fool who I've been before who comes back two years in a row with, like, 
maybe mostly the same set. It's like, you didn't work last year. What's going on? So I, you have that pressure. I've seen that, though. It, it seen, works sometimes. I've seen it go well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it works. I'm not... I just... Me, maybe that's the... There was that whole phenomenon of like, did you hear so-and-so put out a new hour this year and this year and this year? And so open micers were like, I'm turning over my uncooked seven minutes. <laughs> and like, no, 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 no. Why, why don't you give it another shot with that money crowd? Maybe you're not in a round with six killers, as sometimes happens. Yeah. So that, that's true. Yeah. So it's all new. It's all new. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous. You should be. First-timer, emeritus... Ten timer. God, I don't like the sound of that. Just have fun, man. Have a good time. I think I have the most fun every year. I mean, I'm doing this, and this is a lot of fun. But I heard um, Tuesday night was a lot of fun. Tuesday night was great. I've been so maybe just with the scene, with the overturn in the scene and what quarantine did everything. I especially don't recognize a lot of these names in the contest. And I go to mics. I'm not a person that doesn't go to a lot of mics. Year one or two, when the scene was much, much smaller, and it was only like literally like under 100, yeah. that's the mic scene. There weren't comedy classes yet at Helium that were feeding people that weren't in the scene on the fucking grind. Mm-hmm. So years one and two, there were maybe three or four names in the entire group that I didn't recognize. And now it's like half the heats. Yeah. Which, to me, makes it more exciting, because you never know when you're going to get uh, a Juan Denmark. That was pretty wild. He's, I mean, he was there. We talked about it a lot. I mean, that was like... But I was... He, he opened the way he opened, but did you see him figure something out by the end of yeah. it? He started playing... I've never seen something like that. He was playing the awkwardness of it, and he, was, he got laughs. He got legitimate laughs during It's like, set. he learned a lesson in six minutes. He, he got close to... You know they don't they don't chop at the contest yeah. uh, as violently as they do in real life, um, but he he got there and in seven in six minutes he probably learned a lesson that it that some folks like myself, you know, toiling away in the comedy minds of, of local amateur showcases and mics, it'll take three years to learn. You know, he's like if it's not working one way, you know, you gotta be like Ty Lue, you gotta change, you gotta change the lineup. You mm-hmm. can't be throwing the same defense for a seven game series. I loved it. It's basketball playoff time too. It's just I love. I just feel like for someone like me that like sports, this is the merging of my worlds, and yeah. I, it's my Super Bowl. I I think was it you who wanted to do a, a betting pool some years ago and were admonished. I made. Uh, I I was at work during the first two years, and I made like a, a bracket and just posting the contestants that we all knew in bracket format pissed a lot of people off. Like, this is so... I'm like, I'm like, well, you don't want to know all the side bets we have going on. We would always pick two or three, and then whoever like got the most to the round would you know, buy beer. Usually I'd buy beer anyway, because everyone's degenerate. I've, I've always been interested in betting on the contest. I told you, I've lost... Uh, uh, I've lost drinks, a round of drinks, betting on you before, to you. We, we were in a bet. I bet on you. You bet on someone else. And, you know, that year, you, sh- you I think you tanked. Because you didn't want to lose that bet. <laughs> but I mean, before we jump into like the you know the the advancers, you know, we as, as always we have a, a hot segment that we call hot shots, hot shot headshots, hot headshots, hot headshots. Who's got the, who's got the? I mean, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's so Not many. Ours. Well, I mean, we don't want to. Okay, next year we'll, we'll we'll crush it. But my pick for nights two and three, not to belabor it, but. I'm a big fan of creme brulee. And his headshot is recent. 
Um, his hair probably looks different. I didn't see it tonight. Thank you when you move on. They're amazing. Um, and I love that they are at a protest, it mm-hmm. looks like. So it's, it's like, hey, they're out there. They're not just about this. It says something about kind of what, you know, their brand is in the headshot. And I just like, I just like Creme Brulee's energy overall. And he brought that energy to his headshot. Well done, Creme Brulee. Mm-hmm. And your photographer. Mendo, who's, who's shot in your hunt? Um, my favorite shot is Dahlia Bell. Because she just is looking at the camera like she doesn't give a shit. And she's giving the camera a raspberry. <laughs> I love it. It makes me want to laugh, and it's a comedy contest, so... The headshots, headshot is like first joke down. Yeah. Headshots used to be a much bigger deal. But I feel like you can get something dope just by like posting to Facebook. And, yeah. and supporting some artists without breaking the bank. You used to get free headshots for winning the Aspen Comedy Contest. I, when I took second, not the Toot Mountain Award, when I was second place 2014 of the Portland Sony's Person Competition... One of my prizes was free headshots, and and I never I never claimed my prize, and the company I don't believe does not exist anymore. That's too bad that Glamour Shots closed down in Mall Two Hundred Five. Real rough, real rough. There's like I have a I have a legendary among my family. If I could get a Glamour Shot for my headshot, I would do it. I have a Glamour Shot I'm sure from, it's a from Glamour Shots uh, that uh, will break the internet every every Thanksgiving because my whole family goes nuts over it's me. Leather jacket, no shirt underneath. I think I've liked that two or three times. <laughs> a picture that we have come to call the Night Rider. If that headshot, it'd be a headshot of of the contest. It would break it. Who's who's hot in your shot? My hot shot is Lydia Manning. <laughs> oh, I wanted to pick that one too. So, <coughs> yeah, that's a great one. Aside from it, it, it looks great. On its, it's badass. This is it's very competitive. This is a competitive headshot right here. Like you're talking about make, what, headshot making you laugh in a comedy contest. This is a headshot that came to play. Let's say it. it it's seductive, and she wants to kick your ass too. Yeah, yeah, all the things, all the things, and and um, as a as a pro wrestling nerd, it's got heavy pro wrestling vibes in it, and so it's this is this is the best possible headshot. You got side pwn going on. Side pwn action pro wrestling. If I were on the committee that awarded the Andy Kaufman Award for comedy, I would award it to this headshot. Because, you know, Kaufman had a thing for wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for wrestling women. Oh, well, I mean, that brings us... I mean, uh, Lydia was on uh, Tuesdays. We'll start there. Uh, night night two. If I was... Uh, if I were betting, I would have bet on Lydia. But I think she was uh, uh, challenged by that, that that dreaded bullet. We've seen the bullet get comics better than both of us. It's gone. I've taken the bullet and not not survived. I um so when we first started, I was early on in the uh, the red room days when we when I, we started out. Uh, wait, you started before me, yeah? Uh by a few months. Okay, so maybe we, by a contest. What was your first contest? What year what who won the year the first year you did the contest? I, Nathan had just won when I started. Okay, he won year two. So, yeah. yeah, I started a month before year one when Ian won. Okay. So, well, anyways, when I first started and we were together, I was frequently getting bullets, and they were going my way. 
And I was saying, whenever I heard people talk about the bullet, like it was legendary. You're like, oh, the bullet. I was like, I think you guys are just cowards. And no. I'm a badass dude out here doing it. And then we, I don't want to say their name, but a comic much better than us back then. And I'd say comparable is argument we can have about right now. I saw the bullet eat them alive, and I was like, the bullet's real. It is <laughs> real. The bullet's real. I, the bullet during daylight, if it's like a summer daylight, well, I guess we're used to daylight now in the, in the post-com, but like the idea of like, it's nice out, half these people here, man, like, and you're doing the bullet. Yeah. Or maybe you have a weak host who like, you do, do like does the hype but doesn't do jokes, and you're just like that's the bullet's bullet. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. if you have a good host, I mean Amy Miller, goat host in my opinion. If you have someone like Amy Miller, fucking starting it up, working the crowd, then the bullet's not so bad. But if you're doing the bullet at Sookie's and there's sun coming through, <laughs> and you just bring up Dan Weber. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to, we had two mics. Brendan was like, "Hey, this is our show. Your first comment." I was like, "You can't start without a joke." I'm the ghost mic. Do one joke. And he just did one joke. And then we brought Dan Weber up because you, if you're doing the, if you're doing the Sookie's mic and you just want to do the bullet, give it to someone who knows what to do with it. But yeah, I mean, if I were looking at that night's heats, just just at the bracket, Lydia, I love Lydia's comedy. She's just, I mean, I go to her when I'm booking weird character stuff. She's like on my very short list of like, who can do something weird to pair with Brent Weinbach? I'm like, that's freaking Lydia. <laughs> uh, she, that is a good call for she, that. She has the funniest Facebook updates. I mean, I, I want to get off Facebook, but it's like her Facebook updates are hilarious. She does spec, I mean, she's great, dude. But the bullets, the bullets rough. The bullets real. Yeah. So, so there were two no shows? It was Jake Silverman wasn't on that. Yeah, round. Jake Silverman did it. Show published. and Bjorn did Bjorn. Bjorn dropped out. Didn't know called in. Yeah, Bjorn called in. I knew he was going to drop out. He told me like two weeks ago. So he he he. Uh, while not getting credit for the contest, he will be receiving less attendance points than the person that no than Jake for no showing altogether. Ah, uh, wait, Jake didn't call. Oh, I'm sure Jake called. Oh, sure. But that's, I mean, that would scare me because now it's like, if you don't have like 12 people in your heat, they could just drop Jake in your heat. <laughs> and then, that has happened to me where it's like, my, my, my round's not so bad. And then like Todd Armstrong like shows up and you're like, gosh darn it. <laughs> he can, he can be beat if he runs in them, but yeah. Well, what I'm relieved they didn't do this time because th- there's been instances before where people dropped out of the contest. And they go from three to two. Yeah. They don't, they let less people through, which I've never really understood. <laughs> it messes up the the bracket. Yeah, it completely. But I mean, if you do the math, week one there were ten comics scheduled. It dropped to nine. Three people advance. Thirty three percent advance. That doesn't sound very hard. Yeah, these have been short shows because I haven't done a I haven't done a twelve comic show yet. Yeah, those can drag, man. That that's where like the the last two. If you go ten, that's still enough. If you pop ten. Boom, that could be a home run. Sometimes when it's 12, they're done. Yeah. They're done by, if, if, especially if 9, 10, 11 aren't good. I know, I know I've been, I've been spoiled by these short shows because I've seen my friends pulling teeth for that 20 minute set. <sighs> yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I've seen them with a, I've been the exhausted crowd at the end of that 20 minute set. By week 12 of like double deckers, they didn't want to hear themselves do 20 minutes. Nah. 
But yeah, I mean, fun, fun short round uh, on, on Tuesday. Uh, you know, first person to advance by order was uh, was Ian, who I have competed against in a round, and he is. I love making your like contest night buddies. It might be someone who you've seen at mites. Maybe they're new and you don't know them that well, and now you're in it in the in the. And he was great, just like pacing. I'm pacing, and he's just like such good positive vibes and it's like I was like I want you to win and I feel happy they went through he's a truly sweet person um his set was so I haven't seen him do comedy in some time and uh his set is about some very recent changes in his life uh namely his divorce oh wow yeah I saw he's so sweet and you're like whoa dude bittersweet it there's some there's some uh some thorns on that rose (laughs) and not only was uh so and it's weird because also this is how i'm finding out about his divorce i mean we're not especially close but i like the guy and that's kind of the way it goes in comedy i've known a comic in eugene of seth milstein for years and i found out about his divorce while he was on stage like that's wow yeah yeah how we learn these things about each other apparently yeah now i have to tell people like you have a kid how old i'm like two they're like whoa but uh, his material about it is far and away the best stuff I've ever seen him do. Like, oh. it's not even... There's no comparison from his old jokes to these jokes. I mean, that's the exciting thing. Because like, you see people in mics, you see us beat jokes in the ground, and we forget, like, no, no, no. When that joke's dropped on a fresh audience mm-hmm. that is there for a specific purpose, bask. I implore you, everyone in the contest, bask in the sets of the year that your peers are having and just charge up those batteries and light it on fire. Why would you not do that? No, it was it, it was a joy to listen to. And he got in. I had to make clear. I'm like, I'm not happy that this happened to your life. But... It's been great for your material. <laughs> this... I, I told him, that's... Nothing you've done before this can stand next to it, even kind of. Like, yeah. That was a phenomenal set from him. Now, please tell me, we weren't there that night. Please tell me Joey McGloney. Joey McGlone... Was there? Uh, is that a character? Nope, it's a real person. Pronounced Joey Maglone, like uh, like. Come Sin. on, Joey Maglone. <laughs> well, that's a uh, you got a Papa Gino guy like. Get that I cannot wait for. Night. I cannot miss that night, especially because you you know who that is, right? I don't. I know Shawburgers, Mister Sex. Shawburgers, Johnny Sex. Yes. Oh shit! I have a theory. I don't know who Shawburger is. He's this very mysterious Portland legend. But I, no, I don't know who Papa Gino is. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. You have to go. You have to go to the contest to find out. I don't. Yep. Come, come, come to Papa Gino's round. Um, the yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, just yeah. You talking about Joey McGloney? Joey McGloney did a good job. He did a good job. Uh, That's what I was trying to uh, getting at earlier. Is that uh, I don't know most of these names and a lot of these. There's been so many single names. So many good. Yasha. Yasha was solid. Yasha was solid. Very sweet dude sent me a message last night oh. complimenting my hosting and just how much he liked it and how he's excited to get out here and keep working on his comedy. I liked him. I've had that. I, I mentioned it last time, but some of the some of the folks are closing with good vibes and gratitude for being out in the world, and I think that's a good energy. Well, actually, uh, didn't advance, but had a good set, and also kind of set kind of set a real positive tone for the evening. Todd Basil gave everyone a little card in an envelope before the show started oh my god that's what theater nerds do before shows that's so sweet <laughs> it makes sense. and it says yeah it says uh you're great kick ass i'm stopping i'm i'm stealing that 
Mine's you get, probably still. Mine you, is still. You know how you know how like comedians we can sh- we can sometimes share like uh, retorts to hecklers. Like mm-hmm. you can you can copy those. I'm gonna copy that. I'm gonna I'm stealing that bit. I'm stealing that gratitude bit from Tom Basil. I got it uh, in my pocket. It's not as positive as I said it was. <laughs> it's like hey, I'm pretty sure you won't mess this up completely. No. Uh, you gave it to the host. Oh, kick ass! Have fun, you rock, Todd. Hey man, fucking a dude, legend. Yeah, the legend Todd. Bass. So and Jake, he sucked. He didn't advance. <laughs> and um, I, you he's know, he's off making that documentary. He's, he's he's a filmmaker now. He's a filmmaker. It's the natural progression for all comics, especially important. That's right. I mean, hey man, if imp- if an improviser can make Get Out. Who knows what Sam Talent can make out of his awesome novel, Running the Line. Um, but then there's then there's a killer lurking. Number 10, finalist from the last contest, Diana Potter. So, Diana started good. Like, she's... She's she's very outspoken on stage. She's, she's a filthy old lady who's yes. lived a wild life. She's a filthy old recovered alcoholic. That's the best way to put it. Who is just a joy to watch have fun in her old stories. And the stories without anything on them are compelling sure. and highly listenable. Oh, do you think she works her stuff at, uh, at the program? I wouldn't... It's not inconceivable, right? Like, well, a lot... So Sam Miller, Olympia comic, one of my favorite comics in the Northwest... I saw his very first set, and it was his old drug story. The sober circuit is a yeah. lucrative circuit. Yeah, and it was. I saw his very first comedy set. It was dynamite. I went up to him like, dude, how how are you so good already? He's like, kind of been telling these stories for years now <laughs> in front of an audience. I tell it to myself when I'm magnet fishing in rivers throughout the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. Shout out to Sam. Magnet fishing is a fun time. Man, dude, I love it when people are like, hang out with Sam Miller. I love the magnet fishing pics. Shout out to magnet fishing. Uh, magnet fishing. You take a big old magnet, throw it in a river, and pull out like an e-scooter from two summers ago. Yeah, that's a <laughs> brilliant way of putting it, actually. Uh, but that being said about Diana, what she did last night was ridiculous. Because, I mean, LPMs, dude, I'm sure she came with like, tag, 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 this is a laugh line, this is a laugh line. And it line. was tidal waves, and the, uh, the, the end to her last joke is just like... You know when a joke ending is just like bow on it, just perfect. Chef's kiss. Tie the room together. Chef's explosion. Person. Perfect, I mean. Like, it was just, it was phenomenal. She was, and and this is no disrespect to anyone else, but, I, so, <laughs> I've been, and will continue to when I read the names off, I, uh, if the person I'm closest with on the card is getting their name read last, so they can sweat it the longest. I always wondered that because I was like, "Man, dude, first night when Jeremiah Coughlin had two have been gone." Like, usually you quick read and you're like, "Okay, Jeremiah, you're going last." Yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you uh, tell them afterwards, or is this an insider secret oh, you're dropping? Oh, I fess, I fess up to it afterwards. When I, I do it because Arlo told me that that's what they did to me very much on purpose, oh. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, I, I like this game," but I was gonna do it with Diana because. And but I was worried that if I read name two names that weren't Diana's, that the audience would be disrespectful to the names that I read because uh. there was that huge. Uh, it was just Diana's night. You know, There's no. Sometimes someone does a set. They could be going. I've never really seen it done from the two spot. They could be going third. 
uh, Noriko's done it. Uh, Noriko survived the bullet, I think, multiple times. Um, there are certain sets, you're just like, oh, they're going. And sometimes it's because you're, whether you're conscious of it or not, comparing them to the pop mm-hmm. from the previous, you know, someone could crush and then you're like, oh no, like at one time I thought I had the set of my life. I was like, I did it. I did the best I ever had at Helium. And then like, Shane Torres got seven seconds into his set and I heard this, the wall of noise. I was like, no. <laughs> not this year. That was year two, I think. <laughs> you, you can just tell when it's their night. So yeah. fuck yeah, to Diana. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I read Diana's name first instead of last because I was worried about the sportsmanship of the rest of the yeah. audience. Oh yeah. And then so you 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 made a. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with with Lucas. I apologize. Uh, Lucas Kubala, new guy, he came to the mic last. Oh, he night. did. When, yeah, there was 42 of 50 of you. Fuckers yeah. He was there. one of the last guys on. Nice. Well, uh, I'm sorry that um, we're he came to the it. mic and complained that he didn't advance. Oh yes, I love that because I, I seen that I would be at mics and then someone like Sean, like I saw Shane Torres, year one. Shane Torres, you weren't around. No. Shane Torres was in the first heat. He didn't advance. Jay Flewelling and two other people advanced. Jay dropped out and they 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 slipped Shane into the semifinals. He made it to the finals. He went straight from. Straight from getting bounced, tonic, and just ranted hot like fucking spicy cranberry, <laughs> spicy cranberry, just like nah, just like, well, this night sucks. Come as fuck, shit, and and so to see someone do that back at Sookie's, the old like, I just didn't advance. I came here to to wash my sins away. Good on you. And. Lucas, uh... Come on, do it at Sookie's. We'll be there all summer. Yeah, hell yeah. I'll be... Here's what I want. Dan Weber did this one year at the lamp. He took the bullet, went and did a set at the lamp, then went back for the results. That's badass. Time travel. That's one of the most badass things. That's a Hermione Granger move. That's a a time turner (laughs) move. Get the time turner. How many flips? Um, He didn't advance that night. I thought he was going to... And the final comic to advance is a buddy of mine, someone who I was part of a weird competition called The Funny Bunny, put on by Eddie Sue, where... The mentors. Yeah. I was like the voice, but for comedy. Who I quote-unquote mentored, and I don't know, I just told him the same thing you tell every new comic, which is... Be nice to people. (laughs) Not even that. Just uh, economy, word economy. That's the number one thing. Got solid jokes. Uh, those are the jokes you're running with. Work on the word economy and the jokes. Cut this guy's been in podcasting for years, so this ain't these ain't no three hour sets, bro. <laughs> word economy—that's how you do it. Get to yeah. the good stuff. I, I, my point is, uh, he won that competition with my quote unquote mentorship. I take none of the credit. <laughs> so you knew this coming on. I got I got to keep an eye out for that guy. He told me that, uh, and I, and I definitely saw the difference in his performance. He's overcoming that hump of that new comics have where they... Second album syndrome? Not that. It's when you can tell that they're desperate for the audience mm. to like their material. That's kind of a thing where, like, and you can see it when someone's like, please, well, here's the thing. please like these jokes. Are they aiming for the audience approval or are they aiming for back of the room approval? I spent, I wasted two years trying to make comics laugh, I think, doing comedy. Yeah, that's not... That doesn't seem like it'd be fruitful. No. Well, at least he's got the audience in mind. No, he's... 
It's like, what can I do to make this shitty host at this shitty mic laugh? <laughs> I tell you what you can't do, uh, build a decent ten minutes. <laughs> Scalzone just laid in the pocket and very much relaxed and had a bit of a slow start to his set, but then just started. I say, if you close strong, banging. you can erase a lot of sins. And it wasn't even a strong, it was a strong, I'm talking like, like maybe two or three punchlines that were fine. And the set would have been fine if it continued like that, but then it got really, really good. Nice. Yeah. So and it was fun to watch him. I like that dude a lot. He's he's a just a sweet human being, and it's it's always exciting watching people get funnier. It is. I love it. Well, that that wraps up night two. Yeah. Man, and uh, Brendan, you were you were at tonight. I yeah. went. I was cooking sausages and being a dad. Hey. Looks like you already won. I already won. But if I were betting on the night, which I'm not, never would, um, I would bet with my heart. I would I would bet Jamie Carbone. I think he's the funny. I think he's he's right up there in my Lydia Manning tier of funny Dang. on Facebook. They, <laughs> dude, thank you, thank you. My apologies. Thank you. Um, I, I see them on Facebook. <coughs> They're awesome. I want to see more of them. And so I was kind of hoping that they would make it to the semifinals and or finals, and I'd see them in that round. Uh, my, if I were betting, uh, and my money and my heart would have been in, in tune to in what's the harmony together? Because I think uh, Dylan Jenkins is yeah. probably the person. Jenkins, you can make money betting on Jenkins to Walk. advance. And I would have bet Krem friend in this thing. I bet Krem would have bet Krem. I was confident that Krem was going through. They're very, they're very good, and they have a legit following. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a bigger fan base than I do. They have fans. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Sometimes you know, there's there's the like, oh, this person, that person packed the house, and it's like, well, that's your job. Yeah, <laughs> that's your job. You gonna pack the house, bro? Sure. All those Brendo fans out there. Well, you only need four this year, unless yeah. you know, we're fully open. Well, if they're fully open, then they can bring ten people. Yeah, reminder comedians, no it's still limited capacity, no no, no ten free passy. Yeah, we got an email about it. Yeah, apparently, read their emails. People were still trying to get ten free passes. That's a wild. They, they, they want to sell some tickets, too, you guys. And there's only 150 spots, I believe. I know. This year I feel bad. Like, uh, I love just, you know, standing room only or just sneaking in as a comic. But oh, not this dude. year. I I remember the first year I got the final, uh, Dave Chappelle had just done a crazy amount of shows over a weekend at Helium. And the finals sold out. Like, people were begging for tickets outside. And as I as I was doing my set, and the crowd was huge and insane, almost to the point where it's a little terrifying. Yeah, like the, the laugh. The is most like you claustrophobic guys- I felt was jammed in the back wall when there's a bar stool in front of me. If I want to use the bathroom at Helium, I have to ask them to move. Yeah, that's not happening anytime soon again. But the noise that comes at you when it goes well in a room like that, and the, the, one of the things I thought was like. Dude, this is what Dave Chappelle felt. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't doing as good as Dave Chappelle did, but he got to... I got a taste of it, though. I got got a little bit of the nectar. And to me, that's the tragedy of the contest, is on a good night where everyone's doing great, you know, say there's 12 people, 12 of those people could walk off the stage being like, well, that was the best set I've ever done. Yeah. 
and only three people are advancing. But, you know, you can have, as we talk about, you know, there are, there are, there are prizes to be reaped even if you don't advance. Um, but who other, I mean, my, my three would have been ahead of time, Krem, they're awesome, Jamie, they're awesome, and Dahlia Blue, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, for me, Dinkins, Krem, and actually, I, I would have still went Jamie, but I was very excited to watch Dahlia said. We yeah. can get into it later when we discuss things, but. Let's discuss it now. Alright. I mean, well, I mean. Well, we can talk about early sets in the in the heat. Yeah. What was your take from the early early rounds? It started off pretty slow, like, and that includes my host set. I was not happy with my host set tonight. <laughs> I thought you did just fine. He has higher standards than our Sookie's standards. <laughs> um, but Heather Wiegler was the first, and she scored on my LPMs a seventeen. Oh, you do this for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it keeps us entertained if we're doing yeah. a lot of these. Okay. And plus, it's an objective kind of like usually the L, just the straight LPMs as objectives. You can predict two of the three. There's always one wild yeah. card. Yeah, I um, I think I think she's a obviously new person. Very nice, very sweet person. Um, but you know they, they're new and they had a perfectly all right set. She had some funny lawyer material. She's a lawyer and uh, some lawyers can do mom well. jokes. Mom jokes. Mom momedy. Mm-hmm. I prefer my momedy from the mouth of frustration. <laughs> my my friend Aunt, um, Aunt Andrea does an all mom comedy showcase in Idaho. Yeah, it probably has a mom pun in his title. Yeah, I don't know what Momics. Momics strip. <laughs> Momics strip is good. Stretch marks and stretching for ten. So she would finish for me as seventh overall. Well, that's okay. good. Uh, I would have I would have been rooting for Ian to crush. Ian, I love the 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 red Ian the red tropical off storm like a house of fire and then he forgot like three of his punchlines and it was like but he kept going he just kept trucking mm-hmm. like his much like his mic the hide of they hosted is one of my favorite mics because it has a championship belt unfortunately he just didn't have like a lot of punchlines because he forgot a lot of them and I felt bad. I, I think a consolation he could take away is that when he was he started being honest about the situation on stage, yeah, and he managed to mine some laughs out of that. Yeah, so. one of my favorite moments was I saw my one of my favorite comics, not just because last night at Sookie's when my daughter was there interrupting a set, just strip walking, walking <laughs> where they perform, heckling babies. He he had a funny riff that was like. Women breastfeed in public, but you know, you guys would get all mad if I took a shit in that kid's mouth. <laughs> and the audience was like, it was the biggest, it was the, he went up second. I was like, what? And I was like, I was dying. Who said that? Cam Strong. Yeah, he did. Yes, well, that I, was Cam Strong. I brought him up because I saw him one of the years he advanced. Um, he, he opened slow and I was like, well, I'm skipping that. Let me get to something else. I was like, oh. and the audience loved it because, you know, the audience can tell even if they, they don't know what's going on when a comic is on. These are my jokes. Here's my joke. Here's the next one. When someone's in it, and it sounds like the way uh, Ian was for that moment, 
the audience appreciates that and rewards the performer for it. So good job, Ian. He told the WWE jokes. I gave him extra points. I know. As long as your scoring system is consistent. He made fun of Peacock because I I was pissed off at Peacock this weekend because Hell in a Cell wasn't working when it first started. Oh, no. Get your S together. Yeah. And that's why I was like, what the hell, Peacock? I can't watch main roster WWE. I get too frustrated. They have so much talent, and they oh yeah, it's these dumb storylines. It's hot garbage. I just watch the pay per views right now. Basically, I read recaps. I love the heel Roman storyline, and that's pretty much all I care. This is where he belongs. People want to hate on him. He's such a nice guy, though. When he's on documentaries interviewing about like his the way he grew up in the in the bit, he's a good dude. And I'm like, yeah, you're a good heel too. No, it's the and again, it's the way they booked him that made him. Hated. He's always been awesome. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like when he first started, I like this guy's gonna be the biggest star they've ever had. Like when he he's first, got the the pedigree, and then they just kept shoving him down people's mm-hmm. throats as like the phase. I was like, oh no, oh no. When we love Daniel Bryan more than anyone in recent memory in wrestling, and you say no, but he's not the guy. It's hard. What kind of podcast was this again? <laughs> this, is, this is hard. I mean, you are sitting on a, a, a chair, a WWE chair, straight from the training center in Florida that Brendo... Brendo went from that training center and rest, slash and WrestleMania... And WrestleMania. To my wedding. So he showed up when I picked him up at the airport to my wedding with, like, his bag... And in wrapped in plastic, like a like a child seat, folding chair from the wrestling event. Did you sit on the chair at the wedding? No, no. Oh, he flew with it across. The I country. did miss. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura personally told me he was going to debut on SmackDown, so I knew it was going to be his debut. And he's my favorite wrestler, and I missed SmackDown to go to Carson's wedding. So sorry. Wow. That means you, maybe you 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 made it to the party. A little Scott. Yeah. Although you and Rebecca now have an enemy in Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> took Brendo from him. That's all right. I was going to be his good luck charm. This family needs another heel. <laughs> but yeah, Ian was... I just felt... I just... I wanted to know some of the punchlines to his joke. <laughs> we love you, Ian, dude. Bring back your mic. That's Although hilarious. Tuesday's getting kind of busy. Ha, ah, no, just kidding. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a hilarious takeaway to have from <laughs> You want to you want to root for them. Like there's people I think are funny. It's like, hey man, learn the formula, practice it, preach it, love it. Jabuzis, jacuzzis, you know, get them. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I think he can at least take away the uh, his ability to find laughs in uh, addressing the situation. And then very the very patient Chris Hudson, he was at our mic last night. This is good. Doing the mic means we're going to get a lot more faces to names. Um, Yeah. He's putting, he's putting in, man. He, he's waiting for sets at Sookie's. He's putting in the work. And we did this weird score sheet thing. I don't know if you saw the score sheets. And I appreciate you, Chris. I think you filled out a couple, if I remember correctly. I could be misreading that, but who cares? Fill out your score sheets, comics. You'll get better. Trust me. And there's prizes. Sookie's mic. Tuesdays. It's chaos. Holy shit. We're doing that every week. Anyway. I thought he did solid. It was a solid. Solid? Solid. Solid set. Um, I think, uh... Again, just uh, he at this point he was still dealing with what was a very cold audience that had him broke open. Yeah, and again, I partially take credit for that. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you probably gave him a shitty intro. Uh, the art of having fun with the intro. 
Man, Wilbur's were out there, man, when he was doing the intros. The, the SNL intros are great. Oh, yeah. Noriko did, um, uh, what President's... was the SNL intro? I agreed with you without remembering it. I was probably there. <laughs> it would, uh, musical guest. Yes. Maroon 5. And your next, and your host. And then they say the comic's name. That's a good one. You got good, high standards for having fun with the intro. We'll see how it goes as it goes on. Intro watch right here on, on the contest pod. I've got one special one planned. I'm putting the pieces together for it. We'll, we'll hear about it. We'll, we'll talk about it when I do it. Chris leads to um, Emily. Again, I wasn't there. I'll leave this to you guys. She was the highest rated person I had up to this point. Still not quite breaking it open, but... Yeah. you got to break 20 to like really break it open. She hit 20 for me. We yeah. had three negative. Like, it was overall 20. Demerit! And- and again, too long without a punchline. Yeah, uh, really new, co- uh, visibly new comic, and just really cold crowd. Just a, a recipe for things to be they want not perfect. Give them punchlines fast. Try and get a laugh within ten seconds. Well, speaking of which, the next ooh comic. machine gun. And then machine Dylan gun just Jenkins. like destroyed. What yeah. did he destroy with? What's he using? He probably has new shit. Open with. Uh, He's talking about his house. Like he lives in a basement. Yeah. And it's been like, going on for years. And talking about living in a dungeon, and that was pretty funny. He looks like a dungeon guy. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's really, really first person all night to lay into him and just really bust the room open. I said afterwards, the everyone after Dylan owes him a debt of gratitude because he, if you make a wave, fix that crowd. Sometimes you gotta make your own wave, but then yeah. that means the people after you can ride it. Yeah. But yeah, and had what I. F- Felt was the set of the night. Yeah, for sure. He was my number one. Yeah. He's like, that guy's going through. Market, dude. He's going through. Uh, our friend Christy did not show. Our friend, the very funny Jamie Carbone, had. Uh, so it gets so tight up t- at the top of this. I want to see. I want to see your set, Jamie. Send, send me Randall's tape. It was. I told them. I told them afterwards. It's. I don't believe I've seen them have a better set, and that's not the shit on what they've done beforehand. I like. I've always liked them as a comic, but this. I believe this is the best they've ever done. Shout out to Simon Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, that's like the perfect closer for a contest because mm-hmm. it, it's sometimes. Do you ever wonder when Simon closes with that, how often it's true and if it feels special? It's like you're an actor and you deliver a line. It's like, tonight, I really felt it when I said, my kingdom for a horse. I like when he does it after a rough set. I love it. Simon's a guilty pleasure where when he kills, I love it because he's brilliant. Simon in the contest, he's eligible. He lived here the full year. He should be, but he's not. But uh, I love when Simon kills. I might like it better when it doesn't go Simon's way because... He's already unhinged naturally. That's basically his style as a comic is you're watching a man unravel before your eyes. And when it goes bad and when he starts to really unravel, better for me. <laughs> I don't... I just... This weird thought. He has a bit about yelling at his agent who's imaginary. Mm-hmm. But he has representation now, so he has an agent now. Do you wonder if a comedy fan who had just seen Simon Gibson yell on stage at his imaginary agent has seen Simon Gibson after a show talking loudly to his real agent after a show. Because <laughs> I, I just said talking loudly because he's not the kind of guy who would yell at an agent. 
There's no, he's no Russell Crowe, although they're both diminutive and strong. Strong showing from from uh, from 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 Jamie. Glad Wonderful to hear that. And so so this by this time by the time Dahlia goes up, you know it's been big wave. Mm-hmm. Got there. Oh, no, no. Yeah, there's a right to another good set. That's going to be great news for the tape. More laughs for everybody. And then yeah, so it could have gone bam 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 if Jamie, as you guys had you know thought was a shot, it could have gone. Those three were advancing. I wouldn't have had any problem with that being the shakeout. Yeah. And uh but Dahlia, you know Dahlia was my number two LPM getter. Laughs per minute. She would just have the crowd really going. Dahlia did this thing that uh I I think it's very effective and I like when people do it following a real killer set. Is uh she had a joke that her first joke was a really long walk, but it ends worth it. It ends in a tidal wave. And so usually you don't want a long walk, but I think in a situation that's like a, with the crowd that hot, that just went through. I mean, Jamie tore the room apart. Yeah. And oh yeah, so, she had a, yeah. Her opener was very interesting. Yeah, it, it's a long walk, but then it tidal waved at the Ugh. end. Which, and I think that's. I think it's a good way to why, follow. A why isn't there a channel where we can watch these sets? Get your shit together, Randall. <laughs> I think that's a good way to follow a killer set because the audience will is it more attentive at that moment because they just you know had all their fancies. Yeah, they built up trust. The yeah, audience yeah. is like this is a show. The show as a collective has satisfied the agreement that I'm going to be entertained and laugh mm-hmm. and get good laughs at this rate. And they're like, okay, they built up some credits, and that's why it's hard if it you know if it dips, then it's like. Who's going to break it again? Who's going to build up that tension? And also, but also, like, to try and follow, like, just come out guns ablaze and doesn't always work because you're kind of like, hey, same energy. And they're like, you're not the one that gave us this energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't your energy. <laughs> but no, it's that- true. It's a good point. I, I tend to take my tension and nerves and, and come out shooting hot. So Dahlia has, uh, uh, in the time that I've known her, transitioned. Uh... She's a, she's a trans woman, and uh, beautiful always. But when okay. in their current form, I was going to say my next question is, what was she wearing? Because I'm sure it was fucking. Oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, short hair, short hair, very cute, and and a, a really nice blue dress. Yeah, it's a good color. It's a good color. With she looked great. But not it, that it's about that, but it doesn't hurt, huh? But but it brought up this funny moment because so I've known this guy's Dahlia. gonna be going up there in sweatpants anyway. Sorry, <laughs> hey, everyone's got their move. I've known Dahlia since she started comedy, yeah. And again, kind of like what I talked about with uh, uh, the the Ian Darius thing, but even more so is I've seen them do jokes that I like. Nothing even kind of compares to the set she had today. Wow. Nothing. Because she was always captivating. Because like, I will listen to you. And, you know, if I laugh twice a minute, all the better. No, oh, and this just kind of just continued the war path that, that started with Dankins. And then... And Way I, to go, Dankins. You made I, it easier for your enemies. And I told her, and it led to this funny moment. I told her, I was, I was like, you are a completely different comic from when I met you. And I'm like, not like that, but like, okay, like that also. But this, <laughs> joke-wise, joke-quality-wise, <laughs> is... No, because I think it's, um... I've also seen multiple comedians. Like, when, when you're comfortable in your skin... Yeah. The audience knows that even without you telling them the story of how you got there. Yeah. 
Um, there's a glow, you would say. There's probably a glow and a confidence and a an ease with oneself, giving themselves, you know, more freedom to take more risks no, for the audience. And her her angles were fun and smart. It was just just kudos. And I I was excited for the set because the first time I saw her do stand up in years was a couple helium mics ago. And I was like, this is way better. And so when I saw she was on the lineup for tonight, I was like, fuck yeah. No, and this is why the we'll contest is important. For someone uh, for someone like Dahlia, you know, she's known, but she's re, re, from, from the ashes of 2020, here she is, she's advanced. She advances again, she has good tape. Maybe that goes to, hey, now you're doing the showcase for, you know, potential host in the next year. Maybe, well, maybe you're just going to get asked to host. I, I love when the contest shines a light on someone who wasn't, wasn't, no, she's not known for being the comic that she was tonight and that she is now straight up. And now, like, I mean, just, well, just between everyone that was there and like people are going to pay attention to the semis. I love stuff like that happening. I love it. I couldn't be happier. I mean, I, I heard the uh, uh, announcements through the back, you know, the, the doors, you mm-hmm. know, right behind the stage or now through the whatever. And when I heard Dahlia, I was like, hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Well deserved. Well, getting to the end of that night, there's only three more comics left. Well, then Evan Bayer, I was really into this guy, and then he like bailed early. I thought so. Yeah, I had to. I had to. He blitz out. He bailed early, and he was doing pretty good on the LPMs. But then he just bounced. So I was like, okay, that's kind of a bummer. Do you remember any of the big big L's in that PM? I mean, what's his vibage? I need to take better notes. That's what I need to do. <laughs> Maybe I. I also blame my host set for Brendo's lack of notes. There you go. Put it all on you. Put it all on you. But he was like. I mean, he seemed pretty new, but he was funny. He got laughs. Well, awesome. And he was made some jokes about... I mean, a three-minute tape could get you places. A 2.30 tape. Some con- No, some submissions want something under three. I don't know. That could be an America's, could be America's Got Talent submission if you got a good look. That Niley... Niley will see... Niley will look at anybody's tape and pass it on if it's good. Uh, uh, after Evan was Ross passing. Ross, Ross is Ross is my number three. Yeah, I heard. I heard Ross. I I had it as my number three. Could have been his, have been his night. I, I I put a caveat on that. I'm very close. Ross is like a little brother to me. He crushed so hard. We hugged four times after he got off stage. And I, we had to stop because we were going to start crying. <laughs> I didn't want to have tears in my eyes when I got crumb off stage. That's tough. So when when do you do you take a peek before you go out, or when when you open the envelope on stage, are you finding out and your heart's breaking because you want your friend's name to be there? Um, uh, I don't know. I hope. I don't know, it's kind of a weird question, yeah. Maybe it's a dumb question. I don't peek. I like, I do like, I do like finding out on the spot. That, that's been I mean, fun. We, you, you, we don't want to, we don't another, we don't want another La La Land moment. No, no, no. Has no. that happened yet? No. <laughs> I don't know. But what if there's like two people that like their names are close together, you know? I was in like, a, what com- if the two Rochelles were in the Rahid and you're like, ah, shit. I was in a competition where judges didn't understand the scoring, how the scoring was supposed to be read. 
And so names got read off, and then everyone disbanded that night, and then comics were called back. They were like, no, those guys weren't the guys. You're the guys. So can you come back to the club for a victory photo? <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so, But here's the thing. So the sets of the night belong to Dylan Jenkins, Jamie Carbone, Dahlia, Ross, and Krem. All of them blew the roof off the place. It's yeah. hard. Sometimes there's five there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like Dylan and... They're all so over 20. Sometimes that third know. spot, yes. it can be yes and a yes, and then that third spot, there's five people that it could be. Yeah. I had it. It was very tight for that spot. I had a lot. Like, they were all over 20 RPMs. RPMs? LPMs. Well, the, those comics in particular <clears throat> were spinning in place. And Ross and Dahlia at 25. And cram at twenty two. These numbers, Brendan, are great, but let's uh those, provide more actionable feedback. Those those people all killed tonight, without a doubt. They they absolutely killed. And again, I had yeah, I I would have picked uh Dankins, Dahlia, and Ross, but uh you could, I could very easily be argued against by someone who disagrees with Ross as my third pick that I was voting with my heart. That's allowed. You're allowed to vote with your heart. Because I love that boy. Um, and then Krem closed it out, the headliner. Two nights in a row, the closer, closer, closer road, road through, crashed the gates. Yeah. Yeah. And Krem beast. I don't think I've ever gone last in a heat. I don't have gone second to last. I don't believe I've gone last ever either. Are they dropping checks during that set? No, checks get dropped during my set. Good. <laughs> As it was deserved. <laughs> I remember, he'll talk about it if I get him on here. Year one, Richie Stratton was in the finals, and he came off stage and like, they were dropping checks! <laughs> that is pretty rugged. That was a, that was a few manage, managers a while ago, so that ain't happening. That is, oh, that'd be a brutal, brutal thing to happen during someone's set. Have the check drop during your contest set? Well, I mean, even if they were, Krem, Krem crashed it in. Good job, dude. I'm excited. I like comedians that stir it up. And Krem, they stir it up. And I want him to keep doing it. I mean, he definitely, yeah. He was great. <laughs> I remember the first year, was it last year? The first year they finaled. It was like, lead up to finals, they were like posting, so when I have a leather jacket, I got this outfit in mind. I was like, oh, I hope you pull it off, because I want you to look good doing it. <laughs> I love it. Congrats to all of them. Yeah. Arr! And so is next week, there's there two of them, or uh, is it off because the 4th of July we're looking it's at? It's off because the 4th of July, there's only one. So you got a break? There's one next week? Yeah, Wednesday. What? There is no show on Tuesday the 6th. Wednesday. Who's up there, bro? Where'd it go? You just had it. Sorry, I was looking at something else. Oh, so it's not till July 7th. July 7th is Chet McGowan. Wooten. Oh, watch out, dude. Debbie Wooten. We just saw her at the garages. I mean, she... Talk about someone with with timely... Have you heard Debbie recently? Wait, what are you you guys talking about? We're on the website. You're you're, you're on the bracket. They've been updated since then. Oh, no. The email, yeah. Who knows what's more correct? But we'll, we'll we'll recap it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll check in. I don't want to wait this long. <laughs> yeah, you got you got you got next week, man. Get some fill your calendar. Hey, book Adam. He he thought he had a. Hey, you want to guest host the Suki? No, just kidding. 
<laughs> There'll be stage time. So there's no contest next to Are they going to do a mic then? Who knows? No, it's 4th of July. Okay, weird. Uh, check your local listings for stage time, y'all. Um, it's going to be an exciting week. We got some time. Enjoy, enjoy the holidays. Contest love Thanks. for everybody. We got Debbie. Mm-hmm. Seth Allen. Uh, Bowie. Bowie. We saw came to the Suggies. Dennis Cruz, Dennis my Cruz. comedy class alum. Matt Lowe. Hurricane Langton. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a character, so I gotta try not miss it. Colleen Crabtree. When ooh, that this is a killer. I would Wendy not want to be in this heat between between Debbie, oh, wait, Wendy. We skipped a bunch. You guys skipped the 29th. I'm sorry. I'm I, I was freaking. I was like, "There's no way." We skipped a lot. I'm sorry. Hey, we can edit it. We'll do our first edit. The 29th and 30th. No, we got 29th. Is hold on. So coming up on the 29th, the next one. We got Brent Lowry. <sighs> He's been putting in work. You know Brent? I know Brent. We just got to know him at this uh, through the doing the garages. He's yeah, an Brent. awesome dude. I mean, any any anyone who speaks highly of Sam Talent is a good dude in my book. Aaron Harleman. Harleman. Oh, Kasner. What's that Aaron crazy Harleman dude been up Filipito. to? I'm wondering, is that a typo and Filipito is a different person? I don't know. Hey, I would love it if Aaron Harleman was doing a character called Aaron Harleman Filipito. <laughs> Oh, Clancy, no shit. Kevin Tori? Awesome, Jordan Kasner, Jason Gray, David oh, Cadal. Alright, well our our neighbor up Clancy. the street, we gotta root for Tori. Tori's 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 in my top three. Tori Warden and Our fantasy drafting. Some... Shane, Tori, one more will be revealed later. I love them all. I can't wait. I got yeah, uh Tori's definitely one of my money picks. Uh Bruce Gray is uh Los Angeles COVID refugee. Oh. And he and Kelly Ryan are up here. And they're... I noticed a couple of those. I was like, you're pretty funny. They're both hilarious people and wonderful people. They it's can't been, win. They can't win. They don't have the local fan base. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love I'm Kelly Ryan and you're, Brendo's a transplant from the Ukaipa Riverside County comedy scene where he had to do his own open mic. I didn't do my own open mic. Showcase. There was, showcase. I did my own showcase once. Almost, I, but Curtis. Just kind of glad Curtis didn't show up for that if one. If I kept doing it, Curtis was going to do it. Good, good call, Curtis. Wait, wait. Let it, let it build some legs first. Yeah. Any advice for any um, contesters for this? Uh, who who have to come to heats, Brendo? Keep practicing. Keep going out there. Come to Sookies. Come to Sookies. We will have audiences and two comedians, tops, write you notes. You should see our score sheets. They're a work of art. Any comedy wisdom from the great comedy, what, comedy Buddha? We got a, we got a disappointed uncle. That's Dan. We gotta get him on this. (laughs) We got the posi positivity Um, contest. Yeah, come with five minutes. Come with five. That's what Five minutes, because... I say four and a half, because you're going to get at least 30 seconds of laughs if you're doing your well, job. Well, see, that's the thing about five, though. You're at no risk of going under if you speed through, and, yeah. the, and the set doesn't go great. <sighs> no one goes under, except and for that you, one guy. If you're getting a minute and 15 seconds of laugh breaks, I think you can live with not getting through this contest, because yeah. you're going to have a good-ass year. <laughs> if, you, if people can't... 
control themselves that much during your set. Five minutes is the it's the safe spot. And also, when you come with five, you can just tell jokes instead of standing on stage and nervously look for that light for your whole set. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. Know your five. Come with five. All right. It's time for me to start stop watching my sets. Good advice. Good to hear. My advice for myself. Um, start, start practicing with a vibrating timer in your pocket and. Or record your sets and listen back. That's how I get the timing done. Now that I go with my brother, we, we shade off. So we, we record, we like to get back, get settled, and then punch up while we rewatch our sets. It's yeah. fun. I love that stuff. It's hey. me out a lot. It's helped them out. I gotta get you ready. Brendan, gotta get I- one of these creases through. Did I see your first comedy set ever at Helium a couple years ago? That was my second ever. Um, His first set was at the, uh, oof, the Boiler Room reboot at wherever it was. Ooh, girl. And it was just Kevin Michael Moore, me, and Andy Clark. At, oh, that little thing next to the little thing with the weird laser lights. Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah. That was was my first time ever doing Well, he got all them to laugh. Let's see how I do at Helium. And he got all them to laugh because it was Helium. And then he went to the lamp, and I was like, oh, you're going to eat shit. And he did good. <laughs> so fuck you, you, you angel. Love you, bro. And then bro. I went back to Ukaipa and didn't do comedy for like six months. And then he almost killed himself. Yeah. And then we moved him up here. You oh. can you can go back in the catalog for the entire story. Yeah. Unmissing Persons, the story of a missing Brendo, who we found again and threw into the world of competitive, local, regional comedy. We love it. Yeah, it's been pretty great. That's our episode, bros. That's it. That's thank it. you, Adam. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'd be uh, I'd be more than happy to be your absent night correspondent. Or there'll student. be at least a few more. But we love you. Yeah, I love talking comedy. It I feels like a return to the new normal. Whatever. Love it. And then sometime we can be on again and talk about wrestling. Yeah, I'll be up for that when I'm out of town. Yeah. Good night. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro.